this year's hurricane season ramps up. Up to the end of July, we've actually had eight tropical storms already and potentially a ninth developing as well. The State of the UK Climate Report 2019 is published. So we're looking back at climate across for the UK hundreds of years. High heat in the UK, but for how long? The heat could spark some big thunderstorms on Friday afternoon and into the evening. It's Thursday the 30th of July and you're listening to Weather Snap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir and this is Weather Snap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. We're back after a lockdown break and there's lots to cover. Firstly, let's get the latest on the hurricane season across the tropical North Atlantic and Northeast Pacific. Earlier, I spoke to the Met Office tropical prediction scientist, Julian Hemming. It's been an interesting season so far, hasn't it, Julian? Yes, that's right. In the Atlantic, uh, we actually had an early start to the uh, hurricane season. Up to the end of July, we've actually had eight tropical storms already and potentially a ninth developing as well. And that is the most number of tropical storms we've ever had on record developing in the Atlantic region before the end of July. How potent have they been? Well, that's the key issue, actually, because quite a lot of these storms, although there's been a lot of them, most of them have been relatively weak and short-lived. In terms of the strength, we've had our first hurricane, which was Hurricane Hannah, and that made landfall over the southern part of Texas. So that was actually just the first hurricane. So although we have had a large number of tropical storms, most of them have been relatively weak so far this season. We always talk about different ingredients which add up to form tropical storms. What's the the factor which has produced so many and um, what's lacking which hasn't produced the energy to form major hurricanes? Well, I think the thing we have to remember in the Atlantic, sea surface temperature is very important for uh, tropical cyclone development. And normally there's a window when the most uh, uh, severe tropical cyclones develop which is relatively narrow. So it runs from sometime in August through September and into October. And often at either end of the season, early season and late season, actually any storms we do get are relatively weak in most years. So that seems to be what's happened this year. But the conditions are favorable. We have sea temperatures which across large parts of the Atlantic, uh, Caribbean, Gulf of Mexico have been above average uh, for, for some time now. And we also have a condition uh, developing in the Pacific, which is a La Nina conditions. Now that actually means there is uh, lower than usual sea temperatures in parts of the East Pacific. And that does actually affect the atmospheric conditions in the Atlantic, and it can make the conditions more conducive for tropical cyclone development in the Atlantic. So it's a watch this space, really. It is. We're very early in the season, really. Even though we've had so many storms already, the peak of the season is probably yet to come. Julian Hemming, Met Office Tropical Prediction Scientist. For more information, check out the Met Office Storms Twitter feed. This week, the Met Office Annual State of the UK Climate Report for 2019 is published. This is the sixth in the series – and examines the UK weather observations across the whole calendar year. It's a key resource to understanding the current UK climate within a historical context, making it easier to see exactly how the UK's climate is changing. As Dr Mark McCarthy explains. 
the, the report is compiled from the extensive set of observations we have um, from our UK land weather station network. So that's looking at temperature, rainfall, sunshine, wind, snow, etc., uh, which is managed by the Met Office and a number of uh, partner agencies that we work with. So this is about putting the most recent year into the context of the most recent decade, reference climate periods, but also linking into the extensive archival records we've got too. So we're looking back at climate across for the UK hundreds of years. So compiling a lot of this information takes a bit of time to sort of verify all of the data and the statistics. Why have there only been six reports so far? It's quite a, a new thing really. Well, actually monitoring the UK weather and climate and placing these sort of events into our climatological context is something that has occurred in various forms throughout the history of the Met Office, almost from, from its sort of early days. And what we've done here in producing this particular type of annual report was it just found to be a useful format to help us consolidate some of the wealth of information we have um, to be able to provide that sort of authoritative and all crucially up-to-date assessment of the trends, extremes and variations um, because our climate is changing. Dr Mark McCarthy. For the full interview, check out our Mostly Weather podcast, which includes interviews from Mark McCarthy, Professor Liz Bentley from the Royal Meteorological Society and Darren Moorcroft, CEO of the Woodland Trust. Now here's Alex Deacon with the latest on the weather for the next few days. As I'm sure you already know, it's going to be a hot one on Friday, the first day of July 2020, where we'll see temperatures over 30 Celsius and well over in a few places. 34, 35 is possible in the London area. And quite widely, we're up to 30 Celsius across central and eastern parts of England. Across Wales and Scotland, we'll be into the mid or high 20s in places. Not as hot further west because there's a weather front moving in, so a bit more cloud for Northern Ireland. And eventually, western fringes of England, Wales and Scotland will see a bit more cloud on Friday afternoon. So it won't be quite as hot here. And then, as is often the case in summer, the heat could spark some big thunderstorms on Friday afternoon and into the evening, most likely across eastern England. Some uncertainty and uh, not everywhere is going to catch a downpour, but some big thunderstorms are possible. It could all go bang through Friday afternoon and evening. It will then also turn a bit cooler. So if you've been struggling with the nighttime temperatures, especially uh, things do ease off temperature-wise during the weekend. Still pretty warm on Friday nights, but then fresher air arrives during Saturday. And for most, the weekend's looking pretty pleasant, dry, bright, with sunny spells. There will be a few showers around on Saturday, and chiefly across Scotland, Northern Ireland. And again on Sunday, a few showers again, mostly across the north. But they'll be well scattered. Many places will be dry and bright for much of the weekend with sunny spells. And temperatures back closer to average. Still fairly warm across the southeast on Saturday, but uh, temperatures generally in the high teens or low 20s on both days. Into next week, well, it looks like we could see a little low pressure just working across England and Wales during Monday that could bring a wet and windy spell. And we're then generally back to the changeable theme through the rest of next week. So that was the forecast. Now let's look at the weather extremes from Monday the 20th to Sunday the 26th of July. The highest temperature was recorded at Northolt, Heathrow and St James's Park, all in the London area, where we saw 26.6 Celsius last Thursday. 2.2 Celsius was the lowest temperature recorded during the week. That was at Braemar in the Highlands early on Tuesday morning. Dundrennan in Dumfries and Galloway was the wettest place with 40.4 millimetres of rain. 
That was recorded on Thursday, and the sunniest spot was Lowick in Shetland, with 15 hours of sunshine, recorded on Wednesday, the 22nd of July. Thanks, Alex. That's it for Weathersnap. I'm Claire Nazir. Producer is Adrian Holloway. Weathersnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.